0: When I'm looking that direction, which is the problem, I am not growing. I am, I'm living in fear. The whole way that feels is off. It is just off. When I'm looking that direction, this is wellness. This is taking care of myself. This is doing the next right thing. This is, you know, becoming a uh, productive member of my family and my community. So when I'm facing that direction, I am Uh, I am integrating these positive qualities into my life and I'm starting to have the life I've always wanted and deserved.
1: That was my guest this week, Gary Lindsay, talking about his experience of recovering too. Hi, I'm Martin John. And you're listening to the Recover Yourself Podcast. And every week I'm talking with people with long-term recovery about the idea of recovering too, beyond recovering from. This week I'm talking with Gary Lindsay, who shares a lot of his recovery story and so much insight from 26 years of being on that journey.
0: I started out on a journey a few months ago of just uh, looking at recovery very in, in in a very different way to me it's a very different way uh, and realizing what i I may be able to bring to the conversation I started thinking about the different elements of uh, of my life and they're very unusual in some cases but in the overall scheme of things there are thousands of people who have had my similar experiences, right? And who find themselves in the very early stages of not knowing, well, what do I do? Where do I go? There was no one there for me when I was clawing my way out of um, you know, the the situation that I found myself when I was in the depths of addiction. Uh and, and when I say no one, I don't mean that literally. I just had no role models. I there there was no one for me to talk to who had been where I was, who could say, I was there too. This is my story. This is what happened to me. And you're going to be okay, right? And uh, you may have noticed that my um, uh, Instagram page on uh, the one that I mostly talk about, addiction and recovery, uh, is dedicated to the LGBTQ. And then there's a bunch of other initials because we keep adding initials and justifiably so. But, uh, because a lot of, first of all, this is a population that I belong to. And secondly, this is a population that is more prone to substance use disorders than any other segment of the population. Huge topic I want to
1: talk to you about. (laughs)
0: And and a lot of that has to do with trauma Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: the, you know, the trauma of growing up, the trauma of growing up thinking that you're not wanted, that you're not valuable, that, uh, your life doesn't matter hearing what people say, derogatory things, and uh, I'm glad I've lived long enough to see a lot of this change um, for the better. Uh, is it still horrible? Yes. Uh, and yes. Archbishop just issued um, uh, a tweet from what I understand about not, not uh, good Catholic families don't take part in any LGBT uh, pride ceremonies because, right. you know, as a good Catholic, you can't, it's not, biblically sound and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, uh, there are little kids hearing these messages, right? Uh, these messages that, uh, we're Christians. We love everybody, but you, mm-hmm. you little kid growing up in, you know, the middle of nowhere. We don't love you. Uh, everybody else. Yes. Everybody else. Come on. Uh, but you, uh, uh-uh. uh. You know, if you're transgender, if you're transsexual, if you're uh, gay, lesbian, queer, um, these these uh, riches and these uh, gifts of of life don't belong to you. Right. And and this this was a um, an incredibly traumatic thing uh, in my history, due to primarily uh, a fundamentalist Christian upbringing. Uh, and a continuous message from the time I was very, very small of, um, uh, nope, not who you are. We don't right. love that. We don't love that. We, we, we love you, but we don't love that part of you. Well, that part of me is, <laughs> is me, you right. know, this is I mean, on the, on the topic of trying to live a life that is integrated and whole and, um, you know, full of, um, uh, accepting, who you are, how God made you. This is this is who I am. How do you even begin to offer gifts to the world if you cannot accept who you are? Right. Right. And it, 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 it's actually a huge thing. So um, you know, it is a, a a great vulnerability for substance use disorder to have that bit of yourself uh, be. Held in disdain to be talked about in derogatory ways, there's a lot of self-hatred that goes on in a lot of communities and I don't mean to say by any means that the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender community uh, is the only one that experiences these things. Absolutely. It's just what I know about. That's right. why I talk about it. You know, there are so many others, you know, uh, but this is this is my community. This is what I can speak to. Uh, I, I, I know that feeling of growing up in that family. I know that feeling of uh, not being wanted for who you are. If you can be more like what we want you to be, we're cool. Right. right. But, but if you're going to like be yourself, ugh, can't handle that. Right. right? So, yeah. uh, so, so anyway, go ahead. Mark.
1: I want to, I want to I stay on this topic because this is exactly why, why I want to chat with you. Um, so in terms of substance abuse, like one, you're rejected and then you're embraced and you're embraced with substance. You know, right like yes part Yes. of the community like it is not like you know if we go back to you know like i don't know how how sensitive these topics are but when did you come out or when did you so uh, so actually for me you know uh
0: because of a really uh, uh I, w- I was married there's another segment of the population that i relate to you know uh very much are people who find themselves Uh, in relationships where they wake up one day and realize I don't, I don't know who, this is a great life. I wonder whose it is. (laughs) You know, I actually had this experience, um, you know, but uh, I was married for a number of years until it reached the point where, um, I was beginning to use, this was the beginning of my substance use, uh, issue. Uh, I was beginning to use substances to cover up the fact that I was living someone else's life. Mm-hmm. It made, it made it easier to be the person that I had become. That person right. I was not authentically me. Right. Right. Um, so when I finally confronted that issue, when I finally understood what was happening, um, you know, I, I knew that the only way to get through this was, uh, I, I loved my wife. I still love my ex-wife. She and I have been together for uh, decades, you know, as far as, you know, just best, best friends. And yeah. we have a very loving and uh, wonderful relationship. And uh, so I, I, I wanted to honor that. And uh, I, she, she knew something was wrong. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I sat down and I just said, you know, this is, this is who I now understand that, that I am. Yeah. And, uh, and then the question became, well, what do we do from here? Well, today there are all sorts of, um, arrangements that people can become creative and, you know, depending on what direction they want to go, if they want to stay together or not. Uh, back then, uh, that was unimaginable. Right. Uh, and so we did get a divorce, and uh ultimately we both had other relationships um, But that was many years ago uh but getting back to the gay community and our dependence uh, in some some quadrants of this community uh on mind altering substances it is it is mind boggling how prevalent it is. Mm-hmm. And you know when you can go on a dating site and and just find people just being pretty blunt about p and p party and play right mm-hmm. it mean it means you know not just sex but drugs you know um, yeah, it, it, that that 's common uh, beer bus beer bus and the gay community, especially in the club environments uh, you know go hand in hand and hand in hand and cocktail specials and Right. Uh, and, and, and it, 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 it is just rife for, uh, issues with substances. And that's what I found once. And keep in mind, my substance use disorder had already begun, uh, when I was in that relationship with my uh, ex-wife right. and it, 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 I, I was living in New York, uh, in the early days of coming out. Can you imagine I, being I am. basically a country bumpkin? Just out I had never had uh, uh a a any sort of like uh experience with a man prior to ending my marriage right okay. uh so so here I am you know like just fresh off the truck and uh shortly after that moved to New york City uh which is hard enough to like fit into New York City. To wrap your head to, around all that. <laughs> right. But to fit into New York City in uh, the gay community, uh, you know, like 80s. I said,
1: yeah, fresh off
0: the boat from from uh, Podunkville. <laughs> and uh, and uh, drinking continued to make it easier. Right. Uh, when the stress of uh, worrying about what this would be like uh, not fitting in et cetera etc cetera, etc cetera. Uh, i I just continually began to depend more and more and more on uh, on alcohol, specifically, my drug of choice uh, right. i you know I can look back now and just see the insanity the insanity of you know what I did and how I did it uh, and not not to focus on that too much, but um, right, yeah you know I remember uh I remember having drinks before drinks, you know, do you know? Yeah. I, I don't know if you're familiar with, no, that I'm familiar
1: not, with but, things like that.
0: <laughs> right. So having a few drinks before you get together with friends to go have drinks, right. because you don't want to appear as the one in the group that has the drinking problem. Right. Yeah. So, you know, the, um, the uh, truth is that a lot of people, both from the community that you, you know, were in the community I was in, It is not the drugs, it is not the alcohol, it is the individual. Drugs and alcohol don't create problems. Right. Dependence on drugs and alcohol to avoid your life Mm -hmm. is going to create the problem. Your problems. (laughs) Right. 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 Yeah. That, yeah, It, it is the individual. And not every individual who uses drugs, not every individual who drinks, even. To excess, sometimes right. Those those individuals are not necessarily going to have a substance use disorder, which I basically uh, identify as someone who has experienced consequences of use and continues to use and abuse in similar fashion. Does that make sense? That's 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 the basic definition of substance use uh, oh, okay. disorder that I use. So uh, at any rate, that's how I arrived at uh you know uh, abusing and abusing substances uh that's part of the community that i that I came from it's also uh part of my recovery story when I finally got to recovery um, uh, keep keep in mind after uh this period of years that I'd been using uh I was pretty. I was pretty hopeless from the perspective that I did not know how to go a day without drinking. Right. That was in, it was inconceivable to me. I would, uh, I would start a day with every intention of, I'm just not going to drink today. Right. Today. I'm not going to drink. And then by, you know, whatever time o'clock in the evening, (laughs) I'm like, well, one one drink maybe maybe just one well of course my drinks were uh you know like eight ounces of vodka with mm-hmm. a splash of mountain dew or something on top uh, so <laughs> i'm familiar but, with that i'm familiar with that tumbler <laughs> yeah, yeah right it's just seltzer water that's right people talking about yeah uh, so uh, i also found redemption uh, in the company of uh, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender people mm-hmm. uh, because the first meeting I walked into um, was a gay meeting on the Monterey Peninsula in California. Yeah. And it was the first time I'd ever said, hi, my name is, is Gary and I'm an alcoholic. My story is a little unusual in that uh, that that was not my first stop. Um, and what I mean by that is, uh, I had known for years that I had a drinking problem. Um, I had known for quite some time that I really was an alcoholic, uh, mm. because I had read all the pamphlets I had seen, you know, the take this quiz, right. right. Uh, uh, I had failed all of those and, uh, and I knew that I had a problem. I sought out, um, a psychotherapist or a therapist whose name uh, is Lee Jampolsky, and he was on the Monterey Peninsula. And I, I, I love this man. I absolutely love this man. I, I, I still am in contact with him. But I went to him and, uh, and, <laughs> and said, uh, he said, Why are you here? And I said, Well, I may have a drinking problem and uh so we 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 did therapy for a number of weeks you know just like taking off some layers and looking and, and i think this was a great benefit to me you know i continued to drink while we were doing therapy yeah. right so after uh after a period of uh a few months we had solved a couple of other the other big issues that i had gone in to talk to him about and he said okay well now that that's taken care of it's I seem to recall there was this other thing you wanted to talk about. I was like, really? And he goes, yeah, I think that it was about drinking. I was like, dang it. I was (laughs) hoping you'd forgotten about that. He's like, nope, right here in the notes, right here in the notes. He said, what do you, what do you think you will do about that? You know, wonderful clinical question. And I said, well, uh, I guess I will quit. Huh? how do you think you'll do that?
1: Right? Well, uh, I guess I'll go to AA. Yeah. Huh? I mean, that was, the, that was the when, name of the game back then. Right.
0: <laughs> when, when do you think you might do that? And, uh, I picked, a, I picked a date and I remember this so vividly. I was like, wait a minute, what date did I tell you? And he, he repeated it back to me. I'm like, no, 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 I can't do it that weekend. That's gay pride in San Francisco. <laughs> I said I'll do I'll do it the following week. He's like, okay. So yeah. uh gay, pr- gay Pride that year was uh, amazing and uh the following Tuesday I walked into the little house in the park in Pacific Grove, California wow. and said for the first time, my name is Gary and I'm an alcoholic. And um that was June 28th, 1993. And uh relapse uh was not part of my recovery story and you know i'm not saying that boastfully Mm -mm. i'm just saying that in in response to what i hear so often today which is uh well you're going to relapse it's part of recovery well it's not part of everybody's recovery Mm -mm. you know just (laughs) don't get sober thinking oh well i'm going to relapse a few times right well not necessarily right not necessarily uh You know, if you do find yourself, uh, in a position where you've not been able to have continuous sobriety, pick yourself up. It, uh, it's not the end of the story, right? Right. right? A lot of people wake up, realize, Holy crap. Did I just do that last night? Right. And get back with, get back started immediately. I don't, I don't actually, uh, so you, you know, they may not know that my, uh, my graduate degree is in substance use, uh, or addiction studies, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm an addictions counselor. Um, I don't consider, uh, a a brief interruption, uh, a relapse that is a lapse in your recovery. Yeah. You reset your, the clock, but in over, in the big picture we each have 24 hours, right? Mm -hmm. It's not like, it's not like you're getting a gold watch, you know, right. You get 25 years That ain't happening. Right. Um, you know, and we're not doling out dollar bills for, you know, three months, six months, nine months, 12 months either.
1: And we're not waiting for the day where we can just, Oh, I'm done with that recovery thing. I can drink now. Right. Right. Uh, Like it's just, it's a different, it's a complete, like it is just, I always talk, I was talking to a friend of mine who was, uh, who had lost like, 120 pounds or something like that and then someone asked her well how's your you know like how do you feel about your success and she said my success i could fail tomorrow like and that's a big that's such a big part of what this podcast and what i want to talk about is is because like when you're recovering from right that idea of like oh That thing back there is the thing that I'm running from. And that's like the fear and that's the relapse and that's the relationship versus turning around and looking forward and saying, now I'm recovering towards something. Now I'm recovering myself.
0: Right. I I have loved this concept so much ever since uh, you and I were first in touch on uh, social media uh, because it, it it is basically everything that I'm about. Which is, you know, when I'm looking that direction, which is the problem, right <laughs> behind me. Right. Uh, I am. I am not growing. I am. I'm living in fear. Yeah. You know the the whole the whole way that feels is off. It is just off. When I'm looking that direction, this is wellness. This is taking care of myself. This is doing the next right thing. This is, you know, becoming a uh, productive member of my family and my community. So when I'm facing that direction, I am, uh, I am integrating these positive qualities into my life and I'm starting to have the life I've always wanted and deserve right. when, when, I when I'm facing that way, I'm living in a fear-based existence that's like, mm-hmm. Oh God, I hope I don't fuck up. I'm such a huge loser. Oh God. I don't <laughs> want to drink. Don't want to drink. I don't want to do this. Oh, <laughs> you know, the, uh, there, there are many great things about 12 step recovery. And one of them is the, uh, the big book. And, mm-hmm. and one of the great things about the big book, even if you don't use, uh, 12-step recovery as the base for your recovery. The stories are amazing and inspiring, and I would recommend them. Even if you're not a member of AA or NA or whatever, the stories are fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, the, and one of the ones I love so much talks about, um, uh, you know, when I look at the problem, the problem gets bigger. Right. When I look at the solution, the solution gets bigger. Right. Right. and the And the problem goes away. Yeah. I looked over a a few of the questions that you sent me and uh, one of them was what were some of the misconceptions that you had about giving up alcohol or substance uses and substance use. And uh, uh, before I got sober, I honestly believed that I would never be able to sleep through the night ever again because I had only gone to bed under the influence for so long that, you know, there's a big difference between falling asleep and passing out. So I had myself convinced, well, you know, that's another reason why, you know, I can't quit on, you know, I'll never be able to sleep again. So starting the first week actually slept sound as a baby, you know, all through the night, never had such great sleep in my life. So, you know, one by one, these misconceptions fall away and you're
1: like, huh, yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. Like it's all just made up. Yeah. So um, when did you notice that you've changed? It just kind of comes into your awareness that like, oh, I'm a different person. Did you have any sort of moments like that?
0: Um, I, well, I think all of recovery is made up by moments like that. Uh, specific moments that stand out. No, I uh, I do remember gradually uh, over the years uh, just becoming aware that I was using uh, principles, solid principles of recovery, uh, in day-to-day life. You know, just uh, uh, just little things like um, letting other people in. You know, when you're in a traffic jam, uh, making somebody else's life a little easier. Uh, rereading a, a hateful text message or an email before you hit send and go, asking yourself, well, what is the value of this? nice you know just just that little uh little bit of uh, uh ethical behavior that uh that makes you question uh is this going to make the world a better place you know uh if if if, if i do this if i right. say this if i go there right mm-hmm. is this yeah. really the person i want to become or is this the person that you know i used to be when i wasn't thinking and feeling my way you know through life
1: yeah well, that's good. Like that's and and over time, you've noticed yourself doing that, right? Like you've noticed yourself. Oh wait, I used to not let people in in right? a traffic jam. I used to just send that message and and noticing like how you were contributing to your own grief is that thing where it's like, oh wait, I don't I don't have to own that right? I don't have to, I don't have to embrace that because that's who I used to be.
0: You know, uh, you, you mentioned this earlier about many roads to, uh, recovery. I, uh, I absolutely that uh, a thousand percent, uh, there are many roads to recovery. People find, um, you know, wellness in lots and lots of different ways. And, uh, so, so my journey has included, uh, as, as I've intimated, uh, uh, 12-step recovery uh, I still go to 12-step meetings, but my path has also included uh, Buddhist uh, studies uh, some meditation uh, kundalini yoga Beautiful. Uh, a, a, a number of a number of things so uh, so so when I talk about recovery principles it's not just based on you know one thing it's a culmination of all of these different elements and I've taken something, I think from uh, all of these elements um, and, and, and I will say, you know, for years and years, uh, also took part in um, various uh, church uh, congregations and, um, uh, and, 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 and that also has a lot of value to me once I stopped looking at it in black and white. Once mm-hmm. I stopped looking at it in uh, in terms of, uh, y'all are saved, y'all are going to hell, right? Right. Uh, you know, I love you. Oh, hate you. Well, right. I don't hate you. I hate your sin, though. You know. Right, right. <laughs> when, when I stopped looking at, uh, at it that way, uh, a church community uh, began to be, uh, you know, a more loving, accepting, and... Uh, it became a place for spiritual growth yes not just not just about one denomination
1: you know when i talk about recovery it is not only for addicts like we've all given up so much of ourselves yes
0: yes yes yes
1: and i and all i'm saying is recover you and stop trying to be right. Stop trying to do the right thing. Stop trying to, to like please other people and look at yourself and recover you because there's nothing else here, right? Like you your whole life. Like your mind is what's expressing the world for you. So the world, like your entire universe exists in your mind. Like, it's yours, like recover that and stop taking and borrowing from other people. Because, you know, again, if you are in a place where you need help, get yourself help so you can think clearly so you can grow. Uh, I can't tell you how many times uh, with clients in
0: group therapy when we're doing cognitive behavior therapy and I'm and I'm describing just the essence of cognitive behavior therapy, which to me is real simple. Uh, to me it is if you can change your thinking then you can change your life right and and I have had clients look at me and say why don't they teach this in high school <laughs> it's like I don't know why they don't teach this in high school but you're exactly right isn't this like the key to everything right you know it is the key to everything your thoughts are going you know I posted one of my posts the other day was uh something that we've all heard before, but it says um, if uh, if you think you can, you're right. If you think you can't, you're right. You're right. And I wish off the top of my head, I could tell you, uh, I I did attribute that quote on my uh, Instagram page. Uh, But yes, exactly. The the um, power of positive thinking. I mean, we've known about this for a long, long time. But Mm -hmm. until we discover it individually, and begin to utilize it in our life. I'll tell you, it was the tough. It's the toughest thing I've had to do in recovery, is to become mindful of my thoughts. I mean, I have, I have an audio track going on in my head. <laughs> I bet. You know, that's that's nonstop. You know, that is like, uh, guiding, coaching. You know, it's like, mm, is that really what you want? Is that positive? Right. Is it fair? You know, is it the direction you want to go? Is it the person you want to become? Yeah, let it go. You know, right. not 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 that, but until I learned that life is more than just reacting, right? right. You say something, you said that, now I got to go off on your ass and blah, 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 maybe even pop you, right? Right. Mm, no, I don't have to behave that way, right? right? First of all, it's my thought about what you said that's upsetting me. Right? <laughs> it's not what you said, what you said is not upsetting. Mm-hmm. The way that I thought about what you said is upsetting. Right, right. And behavior is everything. Mm-hmm. And what I do from this point forward matters greatly. Right. That's right. Uh, and you know, and, and so almost everything that we see on, uh, on the Instagram feeds that are recovery related you know, and again, not just to drugs and alcohol, 90% of what we talk about is applicable across the board, you know, to all, all human beings. And, you know, I've said that often about, you know, just basic concepts in 12-step recovery. Many of these concepts would help people in everyday life, Mm -hmm. right? Not just people
1: struggling with substance use disorders. And Uh, I talk about this, you know, the reason I talk to people in long-term recovery is because I look at it as being like, okay, so you got sober for a while and then you owned your recovery. And at that point that you own your recovery is when you're a person, right? You are no, like I don't want to look at you with this stigma of like having a past of brokenness or whatever. Like now you are just like everybody else. The thing is, is you have a lesson that most people don't. Looking at yourself is so difficult. It's so difficult to be honest with yourself. Are there things today with you that, that is your addictive habits still popping in and, and that you still work with, you still struggle with anywhere? Yeah, but I want to make a, a, a comment
0: first oh, about, uh about what you said. Looking at yourself um, is difficult if you're doing it with a sense of expectation and judgment. Correct. Yeah. If you are able to just look at yourself and be curious about yourself, like, huh, I'm feeling really jealous. I wonder what that's about. Right. Am i feeling jealous in this situation. Oh, what am I jealous beautiful. of? You know, and 90% of what's troubling to us is fear based. Right. Right. We're afraid of something. Introspection can be really difficult if you're not willing to uh, just be curious and not judge what you think and feel and typically when we have a hard time doing that we believe falsely that everybody else on the planet has it going on except for us Mm -hmm. we're the only ones you know who are fucked up everybody else is like so together well that's the way they look on instagram trust me they are not so together, right? Right. And, and when, you, when you referred to broken, uh, I do believe we're broken. I believe we're all broken. You know, just because you never had a substance use disorder doesn't mean you ain't broken. Right. You know, you, you, your shit does stink, right? Yeah. And, and, and nobody, nobody's getting out of this, you know? Uh, we're just lucky you know, because we were able to find ours so easily. Thank you mine was really apparent. And yep. uh, people, people do look at you strangely, when you're at uh, a recovery meeting and say, uh, you know, my name is Gary, and I am a thankful, you know, re recovering, s- recovering, as in still happening, not recovered, past tense, right. uh alcoholic, I am thankful, I, I have always been thankful, that this, uh, and I do believe in the disease concept, Just, and I say that because the American Medical Association has a definition of what a disease is, and this meets the criteria, right? Yeah. That's why I use the word disease. And it is this disease, just like you said, you know, of your uh, MS, mm-hmm. this disease led me to a place which took me into a different dimension. Without this, I don't know that I would have done the spiritual work that i have done in my lifetime right Right. that i would have found this place of introspection to um, to become more mindful to want to take control of you know like uh i don't have to just you know run with the pack and be like that i have a choice here i can live a different way you know yes yeah in a tiny house in northern idaho for (laughs) example (laughs) So, um, so uh, I, I, I know was, I asked so a question, I, 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 and I'm I, trying
1: to figure out what that was. Do you recall? Oh, things, that, th- things where your, your, your addictive ideas or thoughts pop up today. Does that still so, happen with you? So, uh,
0: you know, I would say yes, but not because they were necessarily uh, – and, and by addictive thoughts, do you mean directly related to using? No, or no, or, no,
1: no, 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 no. I mean like, like you have a different life today do you do you still look at like, oh, you know what, I wanna stop doing this so much, or do you oh you know like maybe maybe I'm doing this a little too much I'm gonna just take a little break or like just try and try and reengage right so um
0: you know i I, I really do use that kind of strict standard of uh is this is this thing?" Mm-hmm. Uh, this behavior, uh, creating, uh, problems and consequences in my life. Right. As kind of like the, um, baseline, uh, the baseline of whether or not it's what I would term a problem, uh, right. behavior. You know, I, you know, I, I, I had a situation, uh, a few weeks ago where I thought, huh, I have not left the house in like two and a half days. <laughs> that's, you, you need to get outside right. right so uh not that that relates directly to your question, no it does I,
1: because like that's the sort of awareness we need in order to continue to grow
0: right and 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 the the thought behind that thought was uh this is not healthy to sit right. here and isolate right you need to get out, mix, mingle, smile at people, experience the world uh, and breathe fresh air and look at these mountains. Yeah.
1: yeah. And that's and that's exactly, you know, the purpose of this question is to I, I, I want to know how deep do you go, you know, like within your recovery? Because for me, like stopping drinking caffeine, right? Like stopping drinking caffeinated coffee was a big thing. And then the other day, like. I didn't have um I didn't have my my decaf because I was like I want to choose I just 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 out of curiosity I want to choose to not have my decaf right And I got a little bit of a headache and I was like oh okay so it is affecting me and I need to know that Not that I need to like manhandle it, but I need to be aware of the fact that there is a little caffeine that's affecting me, and it may be affecting the way I think. It may be affecting the way I see my day, what I'm aware of, what I'm not aware of. And by being aware of the fact that it's affecting me, now I don't have to just discredit it and have that one cup every day. Maybe now I can cut it down to three days a week. You know, and I, and it's not like it's a problem, but it is altering my awareness and so so like that's the that's the purpose of the question
0: so um so when you use specifically coffee as uh as an example uh yeah no doubt about it uh this is espresso there's an espresso machine sitting on my uh, and you have a small house, so you you dedicated space. I have a small <laughs> house, so I dedicated a space, roughly you know, like this big, uh, <laughs> to an espresso machine that also has a burr built-in burr grinder and a a uh, steamer, you know, yeah. for my cream. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I do I do coffee every day, and this you know this would be, th- this would be a problem, like if I was in a situation and unable to have coffee in the morning, or at some point, relatively early on, I would get that headache, I will guarantee it. Yeah, And it would be a blockbuster. And Mm -hmm. so in that way, you know, this uh, addiction that I take part in, uh, would be controlling of my behavior, because I would adjust my behavior to be somewhere in close proximity to an espresso stand at, you know, between the hours of 7 a.m. and 11 a.m.,
1: you know? Yeah. So, I mean, so, that, yeah, that... I see what you mean. So, that affects how you live your life. It does. It and does. And it's an external thing that you can't... You can't... You, you, because we live in the United States, because we have, you know, like all of like the, 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 the wonderful trappings of, of uh, living in a first world country, you don't have a problem obtaining coffee every day. Right. Right. So so like the awareness of like your ability to get coffee or your ability to engage in that addiction, let's call it just just for sake of argument, like like we don't think about it. And that's the awareness that like and and I'm sure you're aware of it, right, because you're aware of that headache, you're aware of like not having it. And 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 so, yeah, so that's like that's what. um, So. So let's let's talk a little bit about the coffee just briefly. Um, Can I just say something real quick? Yeah, please.
0: So what you just hit on is where we are as a society right now. Mm -hmm. So that place in the middle of not not being a problem because there's availability, uh, you you just uh, adapt your use to the availability you use within you know this boundary and you don't go above or below that that's kind of where we are as a society right now you were talking about uh wine moms right right you know jesus juice. uh <laughs> real quick as a as an aside i remember yeah. <clears throat> uh decades ago you know these funny little uh photographs of people from You know like the 50s or whatever and then there's you know today captions on them i saw one and there's a woman on 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 the phone with a cigarette and it says uh she's holding a martini glass and it says uh i say as long as the kids are alive at five when bill gets home i've done my job right yeah so a little a little bit of humor but beneath that is like a whole idea uh behind you know that's percolating in our society that this is normal everybody hates raising kids you know even if you love raising kids they make you crazy and you need a drink at the end of the day right Or you work super hard you need a drink at the end of the day it's the ball game of course you're gonna have beer you know while you watch football Right. right or uh pots legal in multiple multiple states Uh, sure you're gonna unwind a little bit there's a uh, there's a podcast and the guy talks about uh, uh, sex a lot and every time somebody calls in with a problem about being uptight he recommends that they either drink or smoke pot right so Mm -hmm. that so that they can chill and uh, (laughs) and I I, I'm in the car so I can't throw things at the radio but uh, (laughs) but I scream every time Um, yeah so anyway, I think that, that that's where we are as a society right now. Is where I am with coffee. There's a, there's an available supply. I do it in privacy of my own home, or you know, outside of my home. And it would be a huge problem if I stopped. Right. 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 It would be a huge. It would be a huge problem in the sense that I would have a headache, and uh, for a while I would probably be a little maniacal about getting to an espresso stand, like. I need espresso now. Right.
1: right. And that and, would and, influence and, my behavior. Right. And and the idea is, um, is, is this an, would you have considered that an addiction in your life before we talked about it? Um, you know, uh,
0: possibly, you know, I had this. I had this theory when I was active in my uh, substance use and uh, also was a, a heavy smoker uh, mm. dur- during a huge portion of that time. And I had this philosophy, which was, you know what? Some people just drink and smoke, so fricking get over it, right? Yeah. I just happened to drink and smoke, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, a- 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 and then I developed this uh, philosophy, which was, embrace what you choose right like there was some uh, <laughs> something invaluable about embracing right. early death and and so it in there like, <laughs> yes right uh it's happening to me and i know it's happening yay yeah uh so so there there was a mindset so with with copy uh you know i think i i i am there's an awareness of that i think i would have been aware of this even when i was drinking uh but anyway i have become very very aware of my behaviors uh, i there's even a little timer that you can set so and and my reaction is amusing every time my phone tells me you have been on instagram for 60 minutes or something like that wow. my reaction is my reaction is Screw you! I I didn't even get through my feed yet, so, and that's only one of my accounts. So
1: right, what do you know? Yeah, uh, but, yeah. But that's like a... just to be aware. That's all that. Like, and this is what this whole thing is about. Is like, your you own your sobriety. You own your recovery. Where are you going? And 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 like you mentioned earlier, is this is this some is this who i want to become is this my target and that's why you put the thing on your phone right right and 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 let's get real about what this is providing and what this is providing is uh
0: two things one is escape from the life that's happening around you you may not even be aware that it's happening around you but it is Mm -hmm. and the other one is uh you know about brain chemistry Everything we've talked about in this podcast has basically been about brain chemistry and what's happening in our brains and feel good neurotransmitters. You know, that's yeah. what substance use does. Uh, you know, you use a mind altering substance and it's flooding your brain with neurotransmitters, right? Yeah. So uh dopamine, serotonin, for example, being two of the primaries. So when I go through my Instagram feed, my brain is getting hit, 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 and then there's that anticipation. Eventually I'm going to get, oh, yeah, that was a payoff, right? It's yeah. kind of like a slot machine, you know, brrr, stop being, you know. And then you get uh, a like and you're like, oh, well, you're right. <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly like a jackpot or a payoff. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. five new followers. Yeah, yeah, it's it's all related. It is, you know, your brain chemistry creating you know these uh, feel good neurotransmitters that make you feel a certain way right mm-hmm. and that's what's addictive
1: right that right. is that is where addiction like that is the root of and that's why i say we we li- we're living in an addictive age because marketers and people who invent things are inventing things to help us play the game of awareness avoidance and like if we can just avoid being aware of where we are and what we're doing we will engage in your product and your product will make our lives better because we're not aware of how shitty our lives are
0: right and then you know on the flip side Martin also that uh, that brain chemistry you know, there are certain words that you're going to find used repeatedly in marketing on social media because when your brain reads that word, it, it responds. Dopamine. Right? In and, and a certain way. And I'll, I'll guarantee you, marketers know they have a laundry list of these words, right? Yeah. And they use uh,
1: television news, uh, you know, uh Talk to me teasing. about weather. Fucking hell. Fuck that weather. Like every motherfucker that's trying to tell me about weather, it's like extreme weather everywhere. I'm sorry. It's a pleasant day. (laughs) Like like it is not extreme, partly cloudy days. (laughs) Like like I'm so sick of the weather, man. Storm tracker. Yeah. Yeah, Let's go right to Storm Tracker. Bob, what are you seeing on the car? Well, actually nothing (laughs) girl, but you know, what the hell? I got I got a guy raging cuz he didn't get his caffeine this morning. But... <laughs> <laughs> there's a storm brewing in northern <laughs> there's Iowa. There's definitely there's definitely a storm brewing. <laughs> oh man. Gary, thank you so much for joining me for this. Is, is 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 there anything that you'd like to to say other than like the things that we talked about? We talked about so much stuff, but you know, and it's the essence
0: of uh it's the essence of of counseling. Uh counseling is not possible change is not possible in counseling uh unless the counselor is able to instill some hope installation of hope into the client and that hope is that maybe it doesn't have to be the way it is maybe it could change what if it could be different once someone is willing to ask themselves that question what if it could be different then the world is their oyster, right? If they have that little bit of hope that life will be different. And, you know, here's two guys, you and me sitting here saying it can be different. How do we know? Because we're fricking living proof that it can be different. Yeah. You're you may be in a hole today. You may not believe yet that it can change, but it can. And if you want it, it will. You know, recovery is not for people who need it. Recovery is for people
1: who want it. Right. And they're going to live. They're going to be living for that seven years unless they die before then anyway. Right. Right. And the only thing that's going to kill you before then is going to be your addiction. (laughs) You know, I I went to grad school late in life and uh, I was
0: in my 50s when I got my master's. And uh, and part of the reason was years before i heard a quote that i love so much and it said basically uh it was a you know dialogue and somebody said oh it'll take too long you know i would do that but it'll take too long and the other person said well how much time will pass if you don't do it
1: that's right that's a good that's a nice little (laughs) it's a nice little thing because like that's the big question right like What are you waiting for? Right. You know, because, because you're right. It is going to take a while till you can get to a place where you can, like like we were talking before, start recovering yourself. Like you have to follow other people's rules for a while. And maybe four or five years of doing that is a long time. But what else are you doing?
0: Right. And, you know, because we cannot wrap our heads around that when we are active in addiction, you know, uh, the founders of 12 step recovery were brilliant in coming up with uh, a day at a time. Yeah. 24 hours. Most people can wrap their brain around that just for a day, just for mm-hmm. today, just for today. Well, you string enough today's together and you end up with, you know, a decades, week. decades yeah. of recovery. Right. Yeah. But, but you don't go into it thinking, oh yeah I, I, uh so this month i'll have 26 years so but you don't go in w- when i got into recovery i didn't think oh my god 26 years oh 26 years without a drink ah i i went <laughs> i went into recovery thinking i'm gonna try not to drink tonight right right i'm gonna t- okay i made it i woke up i'm gonna try not to drink today right yeah and then eventually once i got a few skills a, a few recovery skills to uh, to understand that when I have that anxiety and that panic, there's actually skills that I can use to get out of my head, right? right to get off that to get off that hamster wheel and to stop believing, oh, the only thing I can possibly do is use right there are op- there are options. but anyway, we could go
1: on and on. And I think on. we can. Yeah, 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 yeah. This was amazing. Thank you so much. Like, like, it's so good to just chat with you. I want to thank Gary Lindsey for his time. And I want to thank you for listening to the Recover Yourself podcast. Once again, I'm Martin John. And until next week, keep recovering yourself.